I can't believe we're getting married. Shit, we have to plan a wedding. Okay, take a deep breath. Relax. We got you. I'm Chris Serna. And I'm Ashley Aiken. And we are your wedding vendor besties, giving you permission to ditch tradition. This is your day, and we're here to give you permission to do things your way. Together, let's make your wedding intentional as f***. You are listening to The Bridal Breakdown. Hello, guys. Welcome to The Bridal Breakdown. I'm Ashley. And I'm Chris. And today we are going to talk about something really exciting, really inspirational, something that hopefully can trigger some thoughts of how you can do things a little bit differently, which I feel like is why we're here in the first place. Yeah. We just want to bring all the inspo, all the encouragement, all of those things. It's the main reason why we're here, all of that stuff. Yep. We want to talk about a couple of ways that you can reimagine your wedding day, make your wedding day better. We haven't really been, we've been pretty vocal about the fact that like weddings today in 2022, for the most part, you can copy and paste them and they're going to look exactly the same. Yep. Like we shoot weddings combined probably every weekend Mm -hmm. and we see weddings all the time. We've also said this before that you can just replace the couple like insert new couple and it's the same wedding day. Aside from the fact that like there's personal touches, there's Maybe personalized vows and like there's some aspects, yes, that are different. But overall, the overall template of what happens when, where, and how is relatively the same. Exactly. Yes. In today's episode, we want to, I guess, challenge you to just think differently. Outside the box. In two different areas. Go ahead. Outside the box. Think outside the box. Yeah. Yeah. Outside the box in two different areas. And all of this, this whole conversation was sparked based off of a Patreon episode that Larry and I were doing. Larry and I, Ashley and I were doing. (laughs) And uh, which most of our episodes nowadays, it feels like in season two, are getting sparked from conversations that we're having on Patreon. Where we're Uh, naturally just talking about stuff. But yeah. Yeah. you You were showing me a gallery from a wedding that does things differently in their part of the country than in our part of the country. Yeah. So will you talk about that a little bit? Because I feel like that would be really insightful for the listeners to hear. Absolutely. So I just did a wedding in Charleston. I've probably mentioned that in the last couple of episodes, but I just did a wedding in Charleston. And what I didn't realize is that they rented this venue and not a single part of the venue, aside from getting ready, took place indoors. And that was so weird for me to process because where we're from in the center of the country, literally, I feel like up and down all through the center, no matter if you're all the way down in Texas or all the way up north in the Dakotas, like the center of the country, the weather's funky and... It's just weird all the time. It's very unpredictable. Unpredictable. Unpredictable is key. And so we, there's always like some aspect most of the time of a wedding that's going to take place inside, generally speaking. And the big, it'll be like a big aspect, like the ceremony, the reception, like a good, I mean, you can really break a day into two parts. Obviously there's other parts, but if you want to get technical, it's like ceremony reception, those are the main parts. Yeah. A lot of things that happen before in the middle after like those things, but that is the largest chunk of the day. Is happens. Those two parts. Yes, exactly. And this particular wedding that I did in Charleston, I was talking to the planners and they said that like 95% of their weddings all take place outside. They were shocked that we do receptions indoors. And I looked and at her I was shocked. shocked. Yeah. I was shocked when, when you had told me like they do 
98, what'd you say? 95% of their weddings are outdoors. I was like, what? No way. And I think a big part of that, like that I had that reaction, maybe you had that reaction is because our norm is just not that. Yes, like, not at all. We're so used to it being number one in Kansas, especially in Wichita. It's just windy. Like it is so windy. Take out rain and snow and temperatures like out of the mix. Like it's just windy. Our norm it, is th- like 12 to 15. Like that's like a normal and like kind of a lower day is when it's around yes. like 12 miles an hour. And then like kind of like, yeah, all the way up to like sometimes it's lately like, you know, really windy day. It's been like 30, 40 miles. Like, yeah, you consistent. know, gusts sometimes consistent yeah. yeah, or sustained, I guess that's what it would be. So for us to think about a wedding day happening outside, our mind goes to, oh my God, no, everything's going to get blown over. It's going to get this and that. But in these other areas of the country, I would imagine the the temperature is a little more cooperative little more uh, predictable regular. yeah predictable yeah that's the word I want or like use. when rain comes like especially on the coast it's like rain happens a lot because you're near the coast but like it kind of breezes through like it just comes and goes yeah. like it's not an all-day thing yeah. so anyways this concept was really crazy to me but I also thought why don't we have like on those really nice days if there's like a contingency plan like maybe you plan for your wedding and we've talked about this kind of differently but I'm spinning it different right now Chris what if you you have like this contingency plan? Like if the weather ends up being really nice, this is the plan. However. Oh, because we make it like if the weather's bad, like what if you're, you're saying like instead of spinning it in a negative, mm-hmm. you're saying what if it's really good? Yes. So you make your plan for our unpredictable weather and that or like, you know, everybody you have maybe your plan B is not your favorite option, but that's the option you plan for. Yeah. Because most likely the weather is not going to be ideal. But if the weather turns out to be ideal, this is what we're going to do instead. Love this. So I think that that could be really fun. And in doing that, we are going to refer to a venue here in town. Probably one of the most popular venues I'm in gonna, our city. You're right. But I'm going to backtrack again. We're going to go right back there. This wedding that I did in Charleston, the coolest part, A, they didn't use the venue. They used the whole property, just not the interior of this house they used the property in the lawn instead and so like one section was the dancing section one section was where they got married and another section was where they had dinner and so I thought that was kind of really cool how dinner was separated from like the party location because it typically they're together right in venues Yeah. yeah so it created this natural like everybody is gathered together around the dance floor versus there being like those Debbie Downers sitting in the chairs that are like right yeah, next to the reception daddies. and you're just dancing on the dance and floor and then watch see the people, people sitting down like watching. Watchers. Yeah. So it's instead, weird. these watchers at this place were standing at the cocktail tables talking and still like actively engaged because they're standing up. So that was really cool. Like there were these just different sections and guests moved from the ceremony location to the grand entrance happening at the dance floor section where also oh cocktail hour was and then they moved over to dinner the dinner area underneath the tent and then they moved from there back to the dance floor for the party but that got kicked off with a cake cutting on the dance floor cake got moved out dance floor started so everybody is now gathered in this same section outside and it was just really cool and really inspiring the way that they utilized this outdoor space in a way that i've never seen in our area or in any of the areas that i've shot before of the country. So what you're saying is, is that they had, they used this massive property. They used different sections in the property, but they also like designated specific 
areas to serve specific purposes. So there was a dance floor area. There was a bar area. There was a a space where the ceremony took place. There was a space where the reception took Mm -hmm. place. All different areas. Mm -hmm. And if you think about that, like how different is the environment in every single one of those places? Right? Like when you go somewhere where there's a dining, the energy, the vibe, the energy, the mood, everything is different. If you try to have it, it's a natural transition, like energy transition. To, to like when you change spaces, there's something I think that allows your body to like, oh, now I'm in a party zone. So maybe I'm just not going to sit down, but I don't want to dance, but I'll stand up at this cocktail mm-hmm. table like and do that. And so, but think about like, and I get it, like this isn't possible at every venue, but it could be if you think differently. I think there's a way like most of our venues in town, well, most of our venues in town the reception and the dinner take place in the same space. Yes. So the dance floor and the dinner are going to be side by side. Yes. And that might be in most parts of the country. Like this is just how it's done. And so taking what Ashley was talking about, we want to challenge you guys to think about the layout and how you're using your venue differently and reimagining breaking out what you, you actually use the phrase getting outside the box mm-hmm. with your venue and how it's being used Yes, there was a way that it was designed to be used, but just because something was designed to be used a certain way doesn't mean it can't be used a different way. Exactly. And so just because one layout is the most popular indoors doesn't mean that's the only layout. Is that the one that the venue owners are most comfortable with? Probably, just because that's what they've seen done. But you can absolutely like Think of the Sims, like you can Sims that bad boy Mm -hmm. and rotate things. And it's like, well, if instead of here, here, this goes there. But we have a very practical example that's that's relative or not relative. That is specific to our part of the country that we want to actually walk you guys through and paint a visual image so that we're not just talking through hypotheticals. Yeah, absolutely. So this space that we are going to talk about is like a popular barn venue, like probably one of the top i would say top five venues that people use in our area I would agree. um it's very popular and it the ceremony and reception a lot of the time most of the time all happen in this one big massive room and cocktail hour also can happen in there but also sometimes it might happen out on like the patio there's like these side so imagine a it, and it's not like a typical barn that like curves. It almost kind of looks like a church mm-hmm. in some senses, but it's it's a barn. It has these overhangs that are on the left and the right that mm-hmm. are kind of like covered patios. The covered awning, yeah. Yeah, and a lot of times they're used. One of them is used. This is where the guest table is and people sign in and there's this and that. And then the other side, there's more chairs and stuff and people kind of hang out out there. But you're right, Ashley, like the inside is mainly used to be able to do everything. It can do ceremony. It can do cocktail hour. It can it's do versatile. Reception. Like that, that's the thing with venue spaces that are built. They're built to be versatile, but we don't use them in a versatile really manner. Versatile. No, it's almost like there's a preferred method and everyone, at least at this venue, pretty much does everything indoors. So a typical day at this venue is you show up, uh, there's a bride and groom suite that are separate. The ceremony happens indoors with the tables pushed off to the side so that there can be a room flip for reception. So it's set up for ceremony. There's a cocktail hour where normally they push people outside where they can grab their drink and then they go outside. And then a room flip happens to where they make the room a reception space. And then in that reception space, there is 
dancing and dinner. Yes. The two and Ds. It, it works really well. It, it genuinely yes. does. That's why it's done over and over again. And I think that this is the the reason that we're talking about like a specific venue is because we think that that can help paint a picture better and everybody can relate to like this these specific specificities. How do you and say it, that? And, it, and for sure people can relate to no matter what part of the country you're in, like a room having a multi-purpose function, mm-hmm. um, which again, there's nothing wrong with this, but like you might want to do things differently and yeah. you might see that there's a better way. So- do you want to toss out kind of now like your idea with like outdoor stuff, at least for this venue? Yeah. Because they do have an outdoor option. Yeah. Why don't you describe what that is? So they, this venue in particular, there's an outdoor space where people normally get married. I've never seen a reception outside here ever. And I'm like, but it would be gorgeous. why? Why not? Chris because and I, this don't like, on us today. It's like different type of grass too. It's like really nice, soft, pretty Yeah, green it's so grass. pretty. It's so pretty. And then it's like, there's fields in the background. Why the heck is there not a reception outside? Oh my goodness. So yeah. normally the ceremony happens in this one lawn. And mind you, there, it's like, it could happen in other areas of the lawn, but it always happens in this one lawn. And then I don't remember where I'm going with that, to be honest with you. Well, we're just saying, okay, so here's, there's an outdoor layout. And if you mm-hmm. think about you're facing the building, okay, you're looking at these, got these massive barn doors that are glass, wood, beautiful barn doors to the left of it there is a patio awning and then to the left of that patio awning there's a nice lush green grass area that's typically if anyone is going to have a ceremony that's where it's going to happen outdoors yep um that's kind of the option now that's the option when chris says that like that is the that is what everybody does when they get married outside that is where they do it now when you pull up to this venue it's gorgeous it is a bright white beautiful venue out in the middle doors, of the field beautiful windows and you are you are literally like in awe like wow for people i remember seeing it for the first time Me i think too. we kind of get accustomed to it because we see it all the time but it if for someone like an aunt and uncle that are from out of town that drive in like it is gorgeous you are in awe of this be- and it's property this massive driveway this huge lawn in the front and so your big idea ashley was what to to have an alternative to have like things not take place just indoors like they always do. Mm-hmm. But here's an idea that brings everything outdoors. And now okay. I know this is venue specific, but we'll give some practical takeaways that can be used like no matter Anywhere. where you are. Anywhere. Yes. So imagine you're pulling up to this popular venue. It's beautiful. Chris just explained the drive and the ceremony setup is in front. There's this big lawn in the front and all the chairs are set up there. The backdrop is the barn. The backdrop is the beautiful doors and the beautiful windows. And that is where the the setup happens. And the arbor is in front of the doors. And that's, this is the beautiful ceremony. We have not workshopped how we can get the bride walking down the aisle yet. But from a layout perspective, this is where the ceremony is taking place. And then you move from the ceremony into the doors, into the hall, like the um, interior space, and you have dinner in there. And there's dinner music, and it's beautiful, and you're comfortable. And then after the sun is starting to set, and it's cooling down a little bit outside, everybody transitions then from the dinner area outside. Yeah onto the patio for the reception 
the cake cut like cake cutting situation like everything can happen out on this patio so you could have like a dance floor out there which you might have to rent I don't this may not also be possible at this venue that Chris and I are dreaming okay we're dreaming but there's a but I don't see why it couldn't be possible me either me either yeah so you get a dance floor installed there's a dance floor out there with some lighting and the DJ's outside and there are companies that install dance floors like you just look up portable dance floor yep google it in your area I guarantee you there's one absolutely there's um so there's cocktail out, cocktail tables around this dance floor and now everybody is partying outside. The DJ music is loud, but you can walk away and you can have conversations and everybody is just enjoying the night air. This would be absolutely amazing on a beautiful evening. Like yes. Beautiful evening. And then if the weather's awful, you have your plan that you know works that you can use the in- interior, but instead of the backdrop being the interior walls your backdrop is instead your venue like that's a, what you get to look at all day breathtaking venue yeah and so you you get that now granted so there's certain instances where this might not work if you live in a in a, an environment where let's say you have a gorgeous venue and it could be used you know like a lot of these mansions and stuff like there's just beautiful architecture in some of these things and it's like that is way more pretty than what is actually on the inside with like not ideal and even lighting and stuff's weirdly backlit. And, and so it like, there's all of those scenarios, but then there's weather. Like maybe it's winter and you get a foot of snow. Obviously this option's probably not viable. If you live in uh, somewhere where it's really, really hot and it, your summers, you know, get up into the hundreds, probably not a great idea to have, you know, your guests sweating their faces off. Not but at all. There are cer- certain circumstances where the weather is gorgeous and people want to be outside. And let me tell you, people are going to do what they want to do. Yeah. And we have talked about this on the podcast on gorgeous evenings. It is one of the saddest things in the world to have an empty dance floor when because everyone wants to be outside because it's gorgeous. It's and if human venue, nature. It, it is. I think there's something that calls to us. This is getting woo woo, but like there's a part of us that's like, I just want to be outside. Like I just want to be out there. I want to feel the wind. I want to see the gorgeous landscape. And even if it's downtown in a city, like you're still outdoors. You're getting that fresh air. And so. It's sad when people leave the indoors to go outdoors, but the party has been planned to be indoors. It's like if there's any chance that you could have gorgeous weather and you can pull off a layout outdoors for your reception, you know, or your ceremony, like do it, Mm -hmm. do it because people are going to gravitate there anyways. And they're going to move away from this like planned thing. We see it all the time. Yeah. Seriously. Well, if we think about like, so there's a downtown venue that's in the heart of like the bar district in our city and Mm. there's this big garage door and on really nice evenings the big garage door opens and people get to enjoy the night air which is I keep saying night air but it's such a beautiful thing whenever it's really nice outside and so people get to enjoy that and they want to be out there and so what if it's not a big space and it gets packed what if Chris you plan like it's going to be a nice day and so you plan for the dinner to be in the big section and again this is thinking about the venue layout and you don't even have to plan it around being outside you guys but chris and i are very inspired by this at the moment you could just think about the layout differently so everybody at this venue normally does dinner like in a u-shape kind of and then the dance floor is in the dinner area but what if you had that area just being dinner and then the reception space like the dj is closer to that garage door and then that way yeah. he's facing that and then that uh foyer area 
Yeah. Is the that's where the dance floor oh, happens is on be the foyer. For this, this specific one. Oh yeah. Yeah. I and know then you open about. up the garage door and so the dancing can happen in that foyer area and people can be inside and outside. Like, Dude, that's why such not? a good idea. So think about a lot of venues. Like they have these foyer areas where you walk in and it's like kind of wasted space, right? But like if you can think about ways to critically separate your dance floor or think critically about separating your dance floor and where dinner is happening, like even if you can partially do that, it, I think it's going to There's make for a better atmosphere. Yes. There's something about getting people on their feet and moving. Like, I think yeah, that's the key way. here is like, and there's like literally like an emotional mood shift change that happens when you get out of like, oh, I'm sitting down, I'm dining, I'm supposed to be quiet, like I'm supposed to eat versus like, get up and party. And there's two different types of people that want to like get up and party, and then mingle. And then there's like this, I want to sit down and be a fuddy duddy. Like, those are two different people. And you really don't want those people together because those moods and vibes are going to clash. They're going to they can't really coexist. Mm-hmm. It's weird. It yeah, it feels weird. Yeah, it is. So a lot of these ideas were centered around outside but if you don't have access to outside and you're just doing like a room think about the layout of the room and how you can make it make sense how can you get people moving how can you get them to transition their bodies from one section to the next because I also feel like that makes it more interactive like they feel like they're a part of it versus being a spectator yeah you know yeah so if you just think about your layout differently and think about what is the way that's normal. I'm going to think, is there something that I could do to activate people's like moods and energies by getting them to just like stand up and join in? Stand up and join in on my cake cutting. Stand up and join in on my grand entrance. Stand up and join in, you know, or come come follow me to go have like, dinner. Participate with, like yes. to actually be with, instead of just being a spectator, like be a participator. Like mm-hmm. I'm not just going to like, watch this thing unfold like i'm i'm gonna be a part of it um we are larry and i are really big on atmospheres and creating spaces that like feel welcoming that have energy like there's a reason why and i know this sounds like we keep throwing out words like energy vibe but like there's literally things that we've done in our home like we don't store stuff under our bed because it creates bad like what do they call it like uh what's that word like marie kondo uses like bad vibe like it's not juju it's woo is it woo what's the word i have no idea i can't help you (laughs) we'll just say energy we'll just say like doing certain like having a tv in your bedroom like creates like not good energy to have in your room you're probably going to struggle sleeping like having books in your bedroom is not really great because they create an energy of like active kind of thing and like we've made a bunch of changes in our room and our room feels so much more peaceful that being said like this is a similar idea. We want you to just think about the type of energy and vibe that you want to create and understand that like having different elements together, they might be like canceling out the energy that you want to have. Mm-hmm. And so if you want to have this really high energy kind of, you know, vibe and, and thing, uh, and, and you might not. But for those of you that do, like Ashley has talked about maybe two, three weeks ago, instead of having everyone just sit and watch your grand entrance happen. Like move everyone to the dance floor, have them be a part of it. Like really create this, mm, like this huge kind of big warm You're vibe. You're in it and together. Yes, that kind of thing. But if you want it to be peaceful and not, you know, super hype, 
let me just tell you, don't even do a grand entrance. Like, why do a grand entrance if you don't want it to be grand? Yes. Like, if you if don't you want, want the attention or the kind spotlight of fall on under you, the radar, yeah. Just, just walk in. Yeah. Don't make it grand. Yeah. Like, walk in, do, start hugging people, or because whatever. if you want a low key, and if you're not this energetic, excitable, like. Yeah, let's fucking party. Like, if you're not that person, don't do that thing. Mm-hmm. Like, you like, have just as much permission to not have a grand entrance and to get hype yep. as someone who does have permission to have a grand entrance. Think differently about it and get more hype. Yes. Yes. Did I talk recently about the game that Justin and I did at our no. wedding? Okay. Oh, yeah, you did. You I, did. I thought I, thought yes. I might have talked about it. But that's something like... If you don't want to do something high energy, maybe you could do a game. Like you walk in, everybody, you know, you're like, the DJ's like the bride and groom. I don't know, maybe, whatever. However you get in there. Maybe you just walk in and then, you know, you could have your MC announce that you guys have a game that you want to play together. That was, that's one of my favorite memories from Justin and I's reception day is like witnessing everybody answer these trivia yeah. questions about us and them saying whether or not it was Justin or Ashley. Like that was so yeah. much fun. And I looked back at the photos and everybody is literally just cracking up laughing. Yeah. And you had mentioned a wedding that you shot with Ashley, my business partner. And uh -huh. they played this like trivia game where everybody got on their phones and answered questions. And like, there's just different ways that you can incorporate your personality. And if your personality is not going to be like the hype, you don't have to do the hype. Yeah. People can still well, have a good time in other ways. But. I'm even thinking about me, like my personality, like I'm a talker. It's I, it's what I do. I love to do it. Poor Lara. She gets to deal with this all the time. But like for our vow renewal, like we weren't going to do a bouquet toss. We weren't going to do all these things. You know, we weren't even going to do toast. But what one of the things I did know is that I wanted to talk. I wanted to address everyone. Like that's a way that I would have incorporated, you know, that aspect of who I am. And I'm sure Lara probably would have wanted to have said something too, but like it, it just be true to yourself and know that like, there's a way I, I'm a real big believer in like, you can make anything happen, right? Like there, a lot of times there's a way to make the things that you want to do happen, unless you lock yourself into a venue that isn't going to let you, you know, do something obviously, but like, what a great thing to be able to get ahead of that and find a venue where if you have this grand idea, let's say you want to be brought in, you want your, you want to ride, you want to drive your Harley, you know, into the reception area and park it up front. There's some venues that will not let you do that. I guarantee you there's one that will. Yeah. Like, and if you want that to be a big part of your day, you've dreamed of like having this, like, I just, you know. Or you dreamed of having your dogs. Yeah, your dogs. That's a like good one. Like, you've got to find a venue that's going to allow you to have your dogs. Yep. Like, yeah, that's a really good point. And also understand that there are, like, laws and, like, fire guidelines and things like that that venues are going to have to follow. So some of these ideas might not work. Like, the dance floor right at the foyer. That might not work for, like, evacuation reasons. Mm -hmm. That might not be allowed. But yeah. it might be. And so checking with your venue on this idea that you have... They're probably going to be game. I would assume most would be game to do something different because they also want to see something different. If there was someone that wanted, I'm just going to put you on the spot. I'll put myself on the spot too. Like I'm just trying to think practicality and to be practical to anyone in all stages. Like this is great for someone in the beginning stages or, or maybe even six months out. Like I still think some of these things are possible. Um, but like what's a way that people can think that that's applicable to like, hey, how can you think a little bit differently about your layout? 
that you think would be like the most bang for their okay their so like they're just a couple buck. months out yeah let's say they're, they're like, a couple months out yeah like it, is it is it purely the energy thing and separating and like looking at your spaces like hey do we really want to mix these two spaces yeah i think that that can happen, happen at any point in planning i think you could even change that up like probably i don't i'm not a planner but i would say you could probably do that like kind of even last minute like i think you could last minute change the layout of the room and where you have tables and chairs yeah you know and so i think it is just separating i think that's the key is like with thinking of your venue as a layout think of how you can separate the spaces to serve different purposes like when you walk into a house houses are set up that way too because each room and section of a home facilitates different activities like you don't generally do the cooking the eating the sleeping like all in one space you might you're in new york city in a studio apartment you might do all of those things in absolutely one room but you probably do them in different corners yeah you're not taking a shower the same place that you cook your food like things happen in different places and facilitate different activities you know so looking at a space in that way i think is just beneficial in general i mean it's no different than like people that have been experimenting with different layouts for the ceremony like doing a diamond shape around you know like kind of a surrounded kind of thing like oh we're gonna make a square we're gonna make a circle we're gonna make a diamond like that kind of thing uh we're gonna do half moon like as opposed to the traditional aisle like yeah i think if we could just start to think outside of these like and obviously, you don't want to just be creative to be creative. I think the best creativity comes when you have a problem to solve. Like, and you have to get creative to solve a problem. When Justin and I got married, and we got married in a circle with our family in the circle with us. And my the problem that I had was, I don't want everybody to stare at my butt. And it's not that yeah, I have that? a problem with my butt. I just like... You just wanted them to look at your face. I wanted them to look at my face and I wanted to see their faces. And so that was my problem. And I was like, how can I solve that? And I'm like, well, how can I face them too? And so it was being in a circle so I could look around at everybody. And granted, I had a small wedding. For those of you who don't know, I only had 13 people. It was my immediate family. So that was really possible for me to look around and see every single person. But that was my problem was I don't want them to look at my butt. I want to be able to see their faces. So imagine you have a venue and this is a problem. Like I've seen this several venues you go in there and they are really pushing capacity at this place let's say it seats 300 and they have they're at like 290 Mm -hmm. and they have packed that bad boy out with tables but now there's no room for a dance floor because capacity doesn't mean you hit capacity and have a dance floor and have like it means capacity Mm -hmm. so let's say you've run into a, a problem now to where you're like well crap we don't have a room for a dance floor that's a good problem to have because now you can be like, well, how, where can we put the dance floor? Maybe it's not indoors. Maybe it is outdoors. Like problems are opportunities for creativity and intention. Yep. You just get to solve them. Absolutely. And you just get to go about that. Yes. Because I'm even thinking like this 300 packed venue, like put everybody in there for dinner and then pivot them out for to- toasts and stuff that let's say is happening on the lawn yeah. and then you want to bring them back in for the party. But while toasts and all these like formalities were happening out on the lawn, 
you had a coordinator staff or venue staff that is getting rid of all the tables and we they put up cocktail tables and made a dance floor. And so they well, come back in and now it's party. Yeah, no, that's so good. That's so good. I'm going to toss one out. We don't have to get too deep into this. I know, we, but but you can get really creative with timeline issues too. So let's say that you could only afford your, for whatever reason, let's say your venue only allowed six hours and you only had six hours to do everything that you needed to do, but you had a lot of things that you wanted to do. Uh, and let's say like you really wanted to party late into the night with your favorite people, but like with just the way your budget is worked out and the venue time that you can pay for and, and coverage from a photographer or videographer, you just can't have that party coverage. Well, guess what? The party doesn't have to end after your venue coverage ends. Maybe your creative solution is you guys all go uh, bar crawl downtown and you hit up all these other different places and you, you know, by uh you have your friend come tag along with you who does photography but they're not a professional they're an amateur and then they just get amateur photos at the bar crawl like that could be a a problem that is solved and it might even be your favorite part of the wedding yeah like you're you finish your venue stuff at 9 p.m and so then you start your crawl at 9 30. I'm even thinking like, what if it was earlier? Like, let's say you got to have like a 2 p.m. you know ceremony for whatever reason because it's a Catholic church and then you only get the hall at the Catholic church for X amount of hours and then you're like done with everything at like seven. Mm-hmm. And it's seven, like maybe there's time for an outfit change. You guys all go back, you get a chain of hotels, you know, block of hotel rooms, you go change, make that a thing, taking shots, you get and a And this could even be on your Uber. invitations. Yeah, and people know about it and like hey, So they know meet you at this bar crawl. at this time. Yeah, everyone's free to do the crawl. That's like, a cool idea. Like these are but like you can always, always and chances are I really do think that these problems that you solve will be the favorite part of your day because you didn't do what was normal. Yes. You went against the grain because you had to. You had to get creative. I love that. That is such a good idea. I just want to fix all the problems now. Somebody send me a problem to solve. Seriously, uh, like somebody send us a, like, I'm having this problem and I can't, like, I want to give you the, all the insights. Oh my gosh. Wait, that's cool. Dude, what if we had a segment where people like sent, sent a us problem? Their, yeah. Yeah. And then we solve them. Like we do a breakdown on their problem. We do I a breakdown on the problem. Okay. You guys, if you have problems, start sending them to us. We're going to start answering your problems. Like that would be really cool to take one problem per episode and it, we don't have to do a deep dive on it. Maybe some of them lend to like a whole episode, but let's say Martha's like, I really want mariachis, but I can't have mariachis. I don't know. I'm just, yeah. I'm yeah. Just send us your problems. Like, send them to the, to us on the bridal breakdown on Instagram, or you can email yeah. us at Hey at the bridal breakdown.com. That's a great but idea. That would be really cool. Like we can toss out hypotheticals all day long and I feel like we're kind of good at that, but it would be cool to have some really tangible ones that are like real listener yeah. issues that, yeah. that they need work through. So I hope, it, I feel inspired. I hope that this episode has left you feeling like number one, if a problem comes up, it is an opportunity for some of the most creative things and intentional things that you can do at your wedding. You should hope for problems to solve because yes. you're probably going to find some of the best gold nuggets in there. Yes. And it'll probably be some of your favorite parts of the day. Yes, absolutely. I love it. It's, it's, this is all, I think, stemmed around making your experience and your guests' experience better and like ways that totally. you can just think outside the box. You don't have to go with the norm. 
And hopefully you come up with something really cool. And if you do, let us know. Let us know. Join us in the Facebook group at the Bridal Breakdown Private Community. Isn't that what it's called? Mm-hmm. There's a link yep. in the show notes. And you can always share anything. Or you can share your problems in there too. And we can dissect them together. So Yeah. We can yeah. do all of that stuff. I know that we uh, we recently had a listener chime in about something that was really difficult that she was going to have to do this week. And it was really cool to see, like it had to do with wedding planning. And it was cool to see the community kind of rally around her and encourage her about, you know, this hard thing that she was going to have to do. So if you're curious about what that was, go join the community. Link is in the, the show notes. And we have started to get a surge of people starting to join again. So that's been, that's been really cool. So talk, ask questions, all those things. Uh, our next patron hangout is going to be April 25th. Monday. That is next Monday at 7 p.m. So if you want to join in and bring us your problems so that we can solve them live, uh, you can definitely do that. Join us on Patreon and we will see you next week. Talk to you guys later. Bye. Bye.